Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. On today's episode of Strictly Hip Hop, can we use analytics and math to solve hip hop's oldest and most debated question? I interviewed Andrew Duras, president of the Michigan State University Hip Hop Club, who created a scoring system to determine who is the best MC. The research was funded by Michigan State University and presented at the National Council of Black Studies in Atlanta. Now Andrew joins the podcast to talk about his scoring system. Hi everyone, I'm Teresa Heal. And I want to thank Chris Platty for talking about Young Living Essential Oils. So I'm going to talk about a few of them myself. We have Thieves Essential Oil, and it supports a healthy immune function and may contribute to overall wellness when taken as a supplement, which is our Thieves Vitality line. We have Peppermint. It's fresh and energizing. You can diffuse it in the room while you're studying to improve your concentration, which is great. Then we have Lemon which also aids in concentration, especially wonderful aid for children who are struggling with school or have learning challenges. Those are just a few. So if you have any questions, contact TeresaHeal at Comcast.net. T-H-E-R-E-S-A-H-E-A-L at Comcast.net. Thanks. Have a great day. And thanks, Chris. Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. If you do not follow me already, follow me on Twitter, at RealChrisPlatty. Um, you can find all my podcasts there, Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk, on Apple Podcasts and Podbean right now. And go check out the Peter Rosenberg interview if you missed that, the latest podcast. And now, to follow up Peter Rosenberg, we got an interesting conversation today, a very interesting conversation I'm excited to have. And joining me is my man, Andrew president of the Michigan State University Hip Hop Club. Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. No problem. So, um so let so before we kind of uh before we kind of get into uh what we're talking about today, why don't you go ahead and just like kind of talk to me real quick about like how did you first get into hip hop music? Oh, man. Hip hop music, uh probably middle school. I wasn't a big uh hip hop listener or rap music listener and kind of at that time you know the the later 2000s there wasn't a lot of uh influence in hip-hop around there wasn't a lot of radio play it wasn't very mainstream even like even in the later 2000s and so i listened i used to sit up late at night and turn on my radio like really low so my parents wouldn't hear and i would plug into uh the south bend station i'm from southwest michigan so like it would come out a little fuzzy a little crackly but 
I picked up on Little Wayne, Drake, um, really that whole beginning of um, Young Money. So the rise of Nicki Minaj and Drake, that was kind of my introduction into hip hop. Um, Rick Ross was big at the time, Kanye, of course. And I mean, I'd been, you know, introduced to the mainstream like Eminem and I'd heard, you know, California Love or whatever, but it really wasn't until high school and then college is when I really started to delve into older stuff, which um, just gave me a huge appreciation. And then now I'm really looking at new artists and listening to albums that come out every month. And I've tried to my best to like keep up with everything, but <laughs> it's dropping at a hot it's pace, so yeah. fast now. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. It used to be like, oh, you know, here's an album, you know, a month. It's like every week, man, there's like a good album that comes out. I know. I mean, I mean do you see that list for June? It's ridiculous. Oh. No, it's. I mean, Kanye's gonna destroy the music industry again, and it's plus Drake. Plus driving. Drake. It's it's insane, man. Yeah, it's insane, man. Um, yeah. So that so that's funny. So you kind of start out with the with the whole Drake, Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, and then you went back, and you know, it's funny that you started with that, but then now, like, you know, talking to you and knowing you, um, that like now your favorites are like are like what like wu-tang oh i love wu-tang clan yeah it was literally when i started off like wiz khalifa was singing black and yellow during the super bowl and i was like (laughs) wiz is the best rapper out there right now and then big sean came out of detroit and i have roots in detroit and i said okay well now big sean's the best (laughs) like i didn't i didn't like go anywhere past like the early 2000s and then i was like okay maybe you know busta rhymes is pretty good you know it's <laughs> yeah, so right. like you know go a little further back and be like okay you know dos fx is pretty good you know so yeah and now it's funny because now whenever we have conversation it's never about like 2000s it's always no. about like 90s or earlier no and yeah that's what made me realize like once i looked at all these other like decades and and modes of hip-hop it's kind of like damn i had like the worst era to like kind of <laughs> grow up in like my first experience but but you know we're here we're here it was a process. All right, so what I have you here for today is you published something, um, and I'll let you kind of talk about who, what was involved in everything in a second, but you basically, you published an article, or um, you did research into the idea of applying analytics to rank the greatest rappers. Now, this is a discussion that's been going on since hip-hop started, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the best? Right. And it's always been, it's always been, different because it's not like sports where you have a lot of stats you have some stats but not a lot Mm -hmm. um because there's always the commercial aspect you can look at but that's only one aspect of it so um so was it was it just kind of because i know you're interested in sports was was that like what what does what made you want to decide to get involved with this topic and like really go in on this topic yeah so it definitely was when I got way more interested into hip hop and individual rappers and, and group rap. Um, I, you know, I would read lists and polls in genius.com that would be like, you know, who's the best Wu-Tang member? And people would be like, you know, Method Man, hands down. Be like, are you crazy? Ghostface has the best <laughs> solos. And then there would be this one person who's just like, yeah, but Inspected Deck had that one verse on, you know, Cream or whatever. And it's like, well, okay there's all these opinions and is there a way that you can actually look at the music and say you know definitively this rapper is just actually better like by the way they rap um by the music that they use there's so many elements to hip-hop like there is to any other genre 
that it's like it's so definitive you know where it's like okay who's the greatest in rock and roll and they're like well the beatles the stones you know queen or whatever with hip-hop it's kind of like there's Pac and biggie and then just like a smattering of other people like yeah. at least you can name like 20 other rappers and they all could be third on your list and that would be legit yeah. and not that that's a bad thing but like i wasn't convinced like i i had to find right, out you for myself solve. yeah yeah because it's something it's something every hip-hop head thinks about like it's something i constantly think about like to this day i have what i think is solidified as my top three but then outside of that the rest is totally up for debate and it can change on any day and i don't really and i don't ever know so it's so it's very interesting that you that that you're going for this because it is the oldest discussion in hip-hop so Mm -hmm. it, it would be interesting if it could if it could be solved so um before uh so before we get into a paper so you presented a paper you did the research everything kind of tell me about uh, tell me about like who was involved where you presented the paper all that yeah so i did this um undergrad research assistant position with one of my professors uh dr kevin brooks and he's just an amazing guy and he's a he's a real old school hip-hop guy like he loves public enemy he loves ghetto boys and yeah UGK. Uh, ugk he's like he loves those groups and so he asked me to write a paper um kind of focusing on the methodology that i had kind of developed on my own to write about public enemy and um after a while it kind of became apparent that like public enemy is so far beyond what we know as hip-hop that Mm -hmm. it's like there's so many other elements to do like i could have talked about chuck d and i could have made a very strong case as to why he's a top 10 rapper even though his like you know rapping abilities are kind of fall into question and not many people would throw him up there if they weren't from his era but um at the same time he dr brooks still said okay well you know why don't you present the methodology in an academic form and he invited me to a conference in atlanta for the National Council of Black Studies, which was this huge um, countrywide, even worldwide, there were people there from across the globe. Um, all these great African American academics came together and talked about their work, and it was just it was a great privilege to be there. And I presented about it, and I got a lot of positive reception. I got a lot of negative reception. There were a lot <laughs> of people who were not convinced. Um, But that's okay, because I learned um, definitely a lot from them, and I've uh, improved the methodology in a way, but the whole whole process was um, creating a presentation about how how you can look at um, rap music as an art form, but use it as an objective science, and that was kind of the whole title of um, my presentation, was an analytical perspective on the hip-hop genre. Awesome, man. And that's that's why you're here, man, because it's it's truthfully, it's a, you know, looking at the rankings and stuff, and we'll kind of get into that after, but um, because you have, like, you've ranked, like, what, over 90 rappers? I think. I've ranked a few, yeah. Like, <laughs> I've tried my best. To like, so, like, when I look at the rankings, like, a lot of it makes sense to me and everything, so I think you're definitely on to something. But um, one of the things, you know, you have to address is um, there's such a divide in hip-hop right now with the, with the generation gap, mm-hmm. and... You know that old heads, and, and there will be, to be fair, there will be newer people as well from our generation that will criticize this as well, but um, you know when they first hear that title, 
they're gonna go, oh, you can't apply math to art. Yeah. Like, so yep. what is your what is your kind of counter argument to that? Um, it's been applied to every other art form. You know, I mean, you can say dance is an art and it's subjective, but if you bring that up in a recital hall with a bunch of professionals, they'll tell you, no, there are bad dancers out there, you know? And right. I think there's definitely a formula that is followed. I mean, I'm all for, you know, avant-garde rap or expressionism. I mean, alternative rap is the most dominant genre when you really think about it. It's this dominant subgenre in hip-hop. Because Kanye is considered alternative. Right. And Kanye is like the most popular rapper. <laughs> you know, so how can like the most popular rappers be considered alternative? And I think really when you look at hip hop as a culture, which is what a lot of old heads will, will do, I think that's where you start to draw the line. You say, okay, well, yes, the culture has changed. But the form of rap and hip hop as music I think has changed as well, but the same rules can still be applied. And I, and I don't think that new rap necessarily overpowers old rap or is better than old rap. It's just different, you know? Right. And so I think, I know um, there's a lot of videos and essays that talk about this and the research that I've done in it and how it's like, how can you compare, you know, you know Migos to Das FX? I know Hip Hop DX did this, and it was like... Right. They're the same artists. They just rap about nothing. They just did it a different way. You know, but one is considered real hip-hop and one is considered trash. And it's just because it's new. It's just because it's not from your generation. So I try to keep an open mind as much as possible. And, um, yeah, I'll apply the same formula to every group, to every rapper that comes out. Okay, you kind of spoke to something that that I think kind of goes in with the next part of where I wanted to go with this so um what were so you've explained the premise and we'll get to like your your um your qualities um that you have that you use to rank the artists in a minute but um what were some of the biggest problems you encountered when researching just like this and, and just undertaking this idea oh uh, it's definitely my lack of knowledge in the genre I don't think you know, no offense, Chris. I don't think there's anybody that knows everything about hip hop. I just don't. It's impossible. It's right. such a large genre. And even when I'm like, oh, yeah, I've listened to so and so, and I listen to, you know, whatever this really obscure group, there's going to be this other, maybe not so obscure group that I had no idea existed. Right. And I listened to their one record, and my entire perception of what hip hop could be could be changed. And right. so that was the biggest problem was trying to find common ground that would create a standard but also kind of allow that kind of weird outlying group to still really be represented in the methodology um that was the most difficult part and just learning myself like i have so much more to learn about the genre i don't claim to be a really good expert i do feel like i know a lot but you definitely know you definitely know of, of the people i know you're definitely up there man like I mean, for God's sakes, you're the president of the MSU Hip Hop yeah, Club for yeah. a reason. Thank you. Know? you. Thank I'm you. not just saying that as the <laughs> as the un, unofficial vice president. <laughs> the, that, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, okay. So how did you? Let's talk about the ten qualities. So you came up with ten measurable qualities of an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you come up with these ten? Because you picked an interesting ten. So S- kind of go through them, and then what? And then um, and then like how you came up with them? Sure. So. I kind of looked at the state of hip-hop and how it's 
always been and then art in general and there's really two categories there's the commercially successful and the critically successful you can go really any genre with this you can do music of course film is one of the best ones there will be some movie that is number one at the box office that just really isn't a good movie and you're mm -hmm. like why was this so successful why did people pay money for this and you can obviously see that in hip-hop like there's a lot of rappers out there they're like right. why are people buying this guy's album um well streaming now <laughs> yeah streaming of course especially right. but even like you know someone like drake who i'm not saying isn't a bad technical rapper but i mean regardless of what he puts out he's going to sell 10 million albums in a week like yeah. it's just going to happen and you know so you've got these commercially successful and these critically successful the ones that maybe aren't known as the through the wider public but are really really good at what they do like Danny Brown Danny Brown of course and so i kind of divided these into the personality rapper and the technical rapper and from those two categories i separated them into five subcategories each and that is where i kind of got into my 10 steps my 10 elements okay and so um so so you're uh so you have popu so you have on the personality side let's break down the personality side so you have popularity voice credibility charisma and uniqueness mm -hmm. um so so how did you come up with these things how did you come up with how did you come up with those specific qualities so i definitely looked at what forms a personality especially rappers with great personalities what makes them so great what makes them so likable or not likable and obviously charisma was one of the big ones and charisma kind of covers a, a wide range mm -hmm. you know you've got i guess nowadays would be someone like chance the rapper yeah everybody loves chance the rapper why he's just a quirky guy you yeah. know okay well then is quirkiness part of charisma yeah because danny brown is really charismatic tyler the creator is really charismatic yeah. he goes into some dark stuff but people really like him but charisma also can be going back, you know, to the 50 cents, to the LL Cool J's, this kind of sex appeal and the stage presence. And so it's really just how likable of a rapper you are. Um, and then from that, you go, okay, well, maybe what makes up charisma is there kind of like a subgenre like that that can also define personality. And I think one of maybe the most minute versions of the, ele the five main elements is, uh, is voice, which isn't really minute because it's such a large part of why rappers are successful. I mean, Snoop Dogg is always identifiable in any rap song because his voice is so good. Right. And that can really be applied to like anybody. But there are some rappers that you're like, who the heck is this? Is this like another, you know, guy from, you know, is this one of like Lil Wayne's young money posse? Like who is right. this rapper that I'm like, I've never heard before, but there are rappers that even if they aren't that, famous or aren't that well known you hear their voice and you're like oh yeah you right i know exactly who that is and that's a big part of your personality to be able to sell yourself through your voice um and it's not even just what it sounds like it's how you can use it you know we see a lot of people don't like kendrick lamar's voice they think he goes into that weird like buggy high-pitched yeah. like whininess but the way he uses it and the way he tells a story and creates different personalities you can't deny that that's not effective right so charisma and voice uniqueness is kind of a broader term you know we talked about chance danny tyler you even go back further cool keith i mean who's more unique than him really 
right. some guy that who can take, you know, he's like the David Bowie of hip hop. He just takes on so many different personas. That really defines who he is, though. Um, there's no real other rapper like Cool Keith. Right. I mean, even like 20 years on, he still could be number one in that department. Um, and then the last two, popularity versus credibility. So credibility is one of those where it kind of belongs on the technical side, and I'll explain which element on the technical side belongs on the popularity side, but it's right. because of their personality. It's personality-driven, basically. Right. So credibility is just... A, cre- a credibility is essentially based on your actions. Exactly. If you look at it that way, which is personality. Right, exactly. And, and so behavior. Like, credibility yeah. would be a rapper that is kind of approved by his peers, where popularity is kind of approved by the fan base. Right. So you might have a popular rapper that's not very credible. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a, a, a rapper like a Rick Ross, for instance, who's very popular and raps about drugs and gangs and then comes out that he's a you know correctionals officer and really didn't go through that kind of lifestyle he's not very credible right. you know but then you have a rapper um like i don't know freddie gibbs who may not be the most popular rapper but he's he's definitely seen some stuff and he's definitely yeah. has the the story and the credibility to go along with it and the biggest uh lashback i got from the rankings if anything was the popularity aspect and the industry's push for a rapper to become popular mm-hmm. and while i do believe that is very true on in some cases and it is unfortunate i do believe that the fan base ultimately has ultimately the last decides, yeah that's why we don't hear from iggy azalea anymore like <laughs> you know what i mean like very good fancy point, was a number one song and then she was gone you know yeah. people said okay great track what else do you have? Nothing. Get out of my face, you know? And that's what that's how it's always been. Right. I mean, no genre is more competitive than hip hop. And so that's why I think So is person so is person so of these popularity to me stands out as the one that you can objectively like is that the one that you tie like commercial success to and yeah. things like that? So is that the one where you can actually use the numbers like streams and stuff because mm-hmm. that's what so many people want to do when debating music? Right, but of course it's only one category as we're seeing here. So like, that's where that's where that's where commercial success and stuff comes in, right? Is popularity, or does it kind of spread throughout other ones? It does spread throughout, but that one is definitely the most objectifiable. I mean, you right. can't take away MC Hammer's 15 million records sold. Right, you can't do it. He's sold 15 million records. Yeah, exactly. he came out with like one song, but he sold. 15 million records you can't take that away and when you go to a a party or a gathering and you say hey do you know mc hammer there's a good chance that 90 percent of the people are going to know who mc hammer is if you walk into a party and say hey did you like the new absol track not many people are going to know who absol is you know and so popularity is so you know different than all the rest of them but it definitely is the most objectified and like you said streaming now has become a huge part of it um Although I do think that the streamers of today um, will not necessarily reach the popularity levels of a, a Tupac Shakur or an Eminem. I, th- I think that, yeah, they can get millions of streams, but how many of those are like the same, you know, 100,000 people listening to the song over and over and over again? Right. You know, unless you go out and buy the record, there's not really a lot of 
proof that they have that kind of following. That they have a staying power with the fans. Exactly. That's that more than just temporary. It, that's a great point. Yeah, it's definitely a staying power. I mean, Tupac's been dead like 20 years, yeah. and he's still considered the number one rapper. Right. Like, obviously, the guy's pretty popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, okay, so let's jump to the technical side. So mm-hmm. uh, the techno- technical side here, you have flow, lyrical prowess, wit, rhyme scheme, and imagery. Where do you want to start? Um, let's start at the far end. So okay. imagery. So really this one was a little bit more of a building block on top of each other than personality. It was kind of breaking down. Um, uh, I guess we can start with lyrical prowess and then yeah. go to imagery. So lyrical prowess basically what are you rapping about? Is it like good? Is it profound or is it just another track about, you know, drugs and money? Right. You know, are you, are you, are you concerning yourself with social issues? Are you, you know, calling for action? You know, are you a Chuck D and Lupe Fiasco or are you just another, you know, whatever rapper of the week that like came out with a grid track about whatever? the mind-numbing lyricalness and so like from that lyrical prowess is what you rap about imagery is how you rap about it and the words that you use so you can have a really profound rapper you know you can have somebody who really speaks their mind um, a really philosophical kind of person that kind of has a basic vocabulary you know Mm -hmm. it isn't until you get into that storytelling element that hip-hop is really at its core what it's really all about then you start to see your nazes and your most deafs yeah. and that's when you really see okay well this rapper they have the lyrical prowess but they also have the prowess to really explain what they're rapping about and that is a gift within itself yeah. so that's why those two are um distinguishable yeah. and, and it's interesting because i think like you kind of brought up you kind of brought up about like rapping about this about the same thing about about drugs and money or whatever but mm-hmm. You know, you can so lyrical prowess. So Pusha T would be considered very general, but his imagery really makes him unique, right? Because exactly. the way he's doing it is different. Is um, the 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 vocabulary, the everything about it, the actual the actual words makes him stand out as not just and adds more credibility to like yes, I'm talking constantly about one subject, but I'm doing it in a very in depth way. Right? Exactly, and I think yeah. That's absolutely true. You can have somebody like Pusha, like Lil Wayne, who doesn't really rap about all that important stuff, you know? I mean, like, but he does so in a very colorful and creative way. So his imagery is very high for his lyrical prowess not to be that profound. And like you said, his credibility, he does know what he's talking about. Like, he has gone through what he says. So, um, but go ahead, yeah, go ahead and jump into uh, the last three. So you got flow, rhyme, scheme, and wit. Um, right, so I guess just building off of those last two, lyrical prowess, imagery, talking about kind of the words, wit is the one that I talked about earlier that you could probably switch with credibility because wit is more personality-driven. Mm-hmm. But, be sin- but because it's from a technical side, it's from the lyrical side, it falls into that category, but it's right on the edge with credibility. Right. Wit is more kind of for joke rappers and punchline rappers. I'm not going to deny that they don't exist. And I'm not going to say that they aren't any less talented than the guy that is prophesizing some great social revolution. 
I think that wit is just as important yeah. as anything that has to do with lyrical prowess. And, um, and if it's done right, it, it's absolutely. just as good. I think Royce to Five Nine is a fantastic rapper. He's got right. good lyrical prowess, and his wit is off the charts. Right. He's a clever guy who can deliver hard punchline raps in context. And we just talked about Lil Wayne. Exactly. Lil, Lil Wayne is probably number one when it comes to wit. But this is for, yeah, the rappers that maybe are not known for their, you know, great, you know, lyricism, but they can really deliver bars. And that is... And, and those ones are staying power. Like, how many, like, Lil mm-hmm. Wayne, like, like Weezy F Baby and F is are phenomenal. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone from our generation remembers that line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that, that that's wit. That's the way he delivers it, too. It's, and that, yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's been, and it's not something new either. Right. Like, you can go back to the 80s, and there's going to be witty rappers. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's on there. But, um, yeah, that's for lyricism. And then rhyme scheme and flow kind of fall into these secondary category where you have the lyricism, and now you have to piece it together. So rhyme scheme talks pretty much for itself it's the true wordsmiths of the mm-hmm. genre there are rappers you know who have incredible incredible lyrics very profound but they kind of go a a b b rhyme patterns all the time and like popularity this is one of the more objective ways of looking at a rapper you can say you can make an entire rhyme map you can take the lyrics and you can color each syllable that rhymes and you can say okay their rhyming is absolutely insane when you visualize it yeah like mf doom mf doom i i will stand mf doom i've been holding (laughs) back for now (laughs) but um yeah rhyme scheme is the way you piece together words to create the rhymes and flow is kind of the marriage between your lyrics and your rhymes and the beat so this is kind of ignored music all the way up until this point now we finally kind of have okay You've been presented with your track. Here's the beat that is laid down. How will you rhyme on the beat, around the beat? You know. How does it all piece together? Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. So that that's a that's a great in depth breakdown. So um, so looking back now, because um, now you've presented it and everything. So mm-hmm. um, what's one thing about this system? that bothers you is there anything you'd like to change or fix like you kind of talked about um kind of the the uh both the uh positive and negative feedback you got so like um where where are you at with this are you are you thinking of changing anything or sharpening anything like how does it where do you go from here i don't know if i would change anything outright i mean i've been staring at these words and these descriptions (laughs) for like a year now (laughs) that I've almost just even convinced myself that it is what it is and that's the way it should be. I definitely sharpen the definitions though. When when I first kind of made the points and had this brief description in my mind versus when I actually sat down and wrote what I thought it was, it definitely narrowed my perspective onto what each word, how it's defined, what it means, and the role that it plays in the overall kind of what I call the hip hop spectrum of the personality and technical rapper. Right. And um, I think because of that, there are certain elements that might play a bigger role than others. Um, and that's just with talking other people. You know, there are some people who really just don't care about imagery. 
They say, you know what, if he can spit bars and if he has good flow, then that's good enough for me. Right. And that's a valid point. And yeah. I, if enough people think like that, then obviously I might have to adjust change yeah. something in that. And, that, in that and that's realm. another thing too is everybody can value things differently, mm-hmm. and that can and that can kind of distort the scale, right? Because yeah. some people can value popularity more than they value imagery, or you know things that different exactly. things like that. So I imagine that when you started, like you said, it was kind of like it was kind of like when you came up with these ten categories, they were all kind of curled up together in a ball, mm-hmm. and then over time they kind of spread out and became their own, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely been a process, and um, I've definitely kind of changed my tune on one or two versions of the words that are used and the definitions that are used. But overall, I think this is a pretty solid methodology yeah. for ranking i really do yeah man so let's get into your ranking so like all i right. said you published um about let's see here i think it, if you scroll all the way down it'll tell me i think it's 93 if i'm not mistaken right it'll be close to 90 i got a couple spare bars at the top but yeah. oh, okay so so yeah so close to 90 now so um just to go over over your 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 top 10 and then we'll kind of this will kind of lead into to where i want to go next and build off of what we just talked about so Mm-hmm. Your top ten, um, you got you got ninety you got ninety nines for um, Biggie and Tupac, mm-hmm. and then and then number three you got Jay Z at ninety eight, number four Eminem, number five Andre three thousand at ninety six, um, uh, number six right yeah number yep. six Kendrick Lamar at ninety five, number four Nas at ninety four, uh, number number eight Rock at ninety three number nine mf doom at 92 and number 10 lauren hill at 91 so this kind of so this kind of brings up where i wanted to go with this and this is the one question that i have taken away from this because i think i think what you what you're doing is very interesting and another thing about the system that i think we probably should have brought up earlier is the idea of adding an 11 which i really like yeah um so uh, basically, what you did is you is each, each category you can assign to the person who you feel is the best um, in eleven. Yes. To kind of it's it's based on one to ten scale, but somebody gets an eleven. So for wit, it was little it was uh, Lil Wayne that yeah. got eleven. Uh, for for popularity, it was Tupac. Right. Uh, so so anyway, so things of that nature. Um, but so to get back to so to get back to this, so you have Andre three thousand and Lauren Hill in your um top 10 yep now these are two artists that did not release a lot of individual projects now andre 3000 he has a much more solid case because he has like four albums with outcasts which are you yeah. know very in-depth and they're all pretty fucking long too like exactly. 16 to 20 tracks or yeah. or more but um so how does it so you have so you have lauren hill at 91 and then you have a guy like kanye who has one of the greatest discographies of rap rated mm-hmm. as an 85 and so um so the one thing the one the one thing i i pose and, and it's tricky to answer i don't know if i have an answer to is is the weight of a discography because like what about the longevity because i think i think that's that's the one thing when i look at this this all very much makes a lot of sense to me but um the one thing that doesn't really make sense with me is the uh it is it doesn't seem to factor longevity now peter rosenberg at hot 97 
who, um, again, if you didn't listen to Peter Rosenberg interview, listen to that. That was dope. Um, check out. It was the last episode before this one. Um, so Peter Rosenberg of Hot 97 had an interesting formula where he kind of decided who's the best MC. I don't know if you've seen this, but he did this, I think, about a year ago now. And he did a point system based on the hot, hottest artists of each year. So yeah. if you were number one, he would do a top three. So if you, had, if you were number one, you got three points, two, two, three, one. And, um, yeah. And so basically, basically it was just a it was just a tally for who had the most points. Uh, it, it was basically a good way of of, of valuing longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, what do you think of that necessarily system? And and how do you like? Do you think that's something you could kind of incorporate in here? Or like, do you think you need to incorporate longevity? Or how do you think longevity falls into it? Yeah, um, that definitely uh, played a factor in how I made the rankings. I think longevity really it's kind of that overarching theme that you use the objectivity to kind of decide the other categories. So the other categories are kind of, you know, unwavering between each, each rapper. Whereas longevity, you know, you got somebody like Big L. He didn't have the chance to have a long career. Right. But people still know who he is. And he had an amazing, amazing and he had an amazing run when he was alive. Yeah. And that's kind of why Lauren Hill cracks the top ten. Because if you're two for two and then you don't make another record, is that kind of your fault? Like, you know, if she right. has if you have a miseducation as your only solo album, is that such a bad thing? You know, I, when it comes to longevity you talk about yeah, they're popular. Yes, does their skill diminish? Right. I don't know, but you can't really say otherwise. You know, right. who's to say Lauren Hill doesn't still have the skill? Right. That that's the thing too is um that's what I that's what I like about that response is that again, you're just looking at a, a who like talent you're almost looking this as not necessarily who's the greatest rapper, but who's the talented. Oh yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it 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 more so like would you agree that your system more so aligns with talent? Uh, evaluation than like necessarily saying like the greatest because like because like my thing is this with with there's the LeBron James Michael Jordan debate right yeah I would argue that in a vacuum in my eyes I see LeBron as a better player he's bigger he's stronger he he makes our players better he uh like I think he's I think he's objectively in a vacuum a better player than Michael Jordan okay. but Michael Jordan had the better career right six yeah. for six in the finals all that mm-hmm. stuff right the the two three peats right. so like when you so it's almost a different argue, a different question a different argument right yeah it definitely is and i mean i know you talk about this too is the where does influence fall into this discussion yeah and i think influence isn't necessarily a fair point to bring up because not every rapper can be influential you know there's only mm-hmm. one beatles you know if we had a beatles every single year then they, the beatles wouldn't be good they wouldn't be as remembered. They wouldn't be as remembered, exactly. And so, you know, when you talk about, in basketball terms, when changing the game, how the game is played, would LeBron be as good if Michael Jordan hadn't changed the game right. prior to him? And that all, I mean, that's all, you know, just a whole other discussion right. that you can go into. So I think the best way to answer that, definitely it is based off just talent as you are. You yeah. know, disregarding kind of whatever era you're in, doesn't really matter did you do the best that you could do with what you were given yeah and i think yeah some of the old heads fall behind you know chuck d is still cracking the top 15 you know 
LL is still in the top 30, right? Uh, Rakim is in the top 10, you know, and he's considered the most influential. But when you go back and listen to him, do you say, oh, yeah, well, you know, so-and-so is... Migos totally bit this Exactly. It's like, you know, Rakim is a good rapper. Right. You can look at rappers today and be like, oh, you know, Kendrick Lamar is incredible, which he is. But and then going back and say, oh, well, Rakim is nothing compared to Kendrick Lamar, you got to really prove that point because Rakim can spit and right. he is very talented. And so I think, yeah, when it comes to that kind of element, there's definitely, in my heart of hearts, probably a little bit more respect for the older generation. But I definitely do my best to keep it objective and look at their discography. Right. And from that, kind of draw the elements and say okay well what did they do in the time that they were given and then the albums that they released and that's honestly no more prevalent in eminem i mean eminem was number three up until 444 came out and i said okay you know i need to snap back to reality right. if i may yeah. throw upon and i'm sorry that was bad but uh <laughs> i love that I um love that. That, is the, that is the greatest i need to realize <laughs> I need to realize that Eminem hasn't put a good record out since Eminem's show. Right. And Jay-Z has been, you know, hanging around at least. Yeah. And then 444 comes out and he goes, okay, he's not lost it at all. Yeah. You know. Right. And so, okay, okay, well, maybe Eminem's lyrical prowess isn't a 10 anymore. Maybe Stan really was his peak. Right. Maybe he's now a 9, which is what he is. And now Jay-Z's ahead of him because of it right and, and yeah again 98 to 97 so it's close but you know these things kind of and, and that's interesting too because because that's the whole other aspect i feel like a lot of people only apply longevity when it when it benefits the exactly case, not exactly. when it hurts the case like yeah. uh, again like like kobe at his like people aren't gonna 10 10 years remember the like his like last three seasons mm-hmm. they're gonna remember you know 2010 into your argument right? yeah jordan fans love to forget that he played for the wizards right you know? <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so. his career was amazing up until he played for the wizards yeah so uh um. so yeah so okay so let's kind of um let's kind of go through so who were some of the people like was there anybody when you were making this that shocked you, whether it's low, high, uh, or just in comparison, like, oh, I never thought this le- this rapper was on this other rapper's level? Like, what were kind of the, some of the surprises as you went about developing this list? Oh, definitely. And I always get trigger happy anytime I hear, like, a new rapper or I hear somebody finally. It was I think it was Raz Kaz. I finally listened to his debut album, and I absolutely lost my mind. And I was like, this is the greatest rapper ever. <laughs> And then I listened to his other records, and I was like, okay, he's saying the same thing. You know, yeah. and, the, and so you got to draw it back. But from what I... There definitely are rappers that I absolutely love, and I do my best to not give the greatest ratings. Um, I had Method Man in the top ten for a long time before I finally kind of dialed myself back and said, okay, he never really released a good solo record. He's only been good in groups or in duos when he's with Red Man or Wu-Tang Clan. That's where he really shines. And then you got somebody like Ghostface who maybe doesn't necessarily stand out in the Wu-Tang Clan, but it's hard to deny that he has the best solo records of any of the members. Right. You know, Fish Scale, Supreme Clientele, those are fantastic LPs. And maybe he deserves a little bit more from that. 
And so that kind of definitely twisted my perspective. The one rapper that I have the most trouble with, like I said before, the rappers that I love, because I will always probably embellish them a little bit more, and I know we've talked about him already a lot, is Danny Brown. I cannot get over this guy and how high of a rating he could have versus what I have to give him just in respect for everybody right. else on the list. Just in reality, yeah. You know, you know, to say, like, yeah, Danny Brown's better than Talib Kweli, you know, just to right. say it is almost blasphemous in that sense. To say he's better than Kanye West, The Game, Queen Latifah, Lupe, Jada. I mean, literally all of these ones that I'm just reading up the list, I'm like, I can't say that he's better than any of these guys. Right. But is he? Like, I don't know, you know, yeah. he... He has this undeniable flow. He has deep lyricism. Um, I think that Atrocity Exhibition is going to be right up there with Good Kid, Mad City, and Tabimba Butterfly when it's all said and done as the greatest hip-hop records of the 2010s. Because that record really opened the door for all these other drug-infused rappers to kind of talk about drugs in a way that's profound, which not a lot of people have done before. Yeah. And that's that's interesting because you know you you talk about and one of the things you talk about Danny Brown is is his voice a ten or is it a one? Yeah. Because people <laughs> because this is literally something we've talked about before at, uh-huh. at the club is that um, is that is Danny Brown's voice a ten or one? Me, I gave Atrocity Exhibition an eight out of ten because I felt like this is a phenomenal album. If I'm looking at it just analytically and, and just. Not even analytically, but just um, if I'm looking at it objectively, that's the right word I'm looking for. Yeah. So if I'm looking at it objectively, it is a great album. It has deep concepts, uh, well-executed songs, mm-hmm. but I cannot stand his voice. Like, yeah. for that reason, I'm never coming back to that album, but I acknowledge that that album is amazing. That was like one of, I think to this day, that was the hardest review I ever had to do. And I think, yeah, he definitely is such a polarizing guy in hip-hop. And I think really what it comes down to with voice, because there are so many other guys, like I can't stand Chance the Rapper's voice, but people adore him. And I'm like, is it just me? You know, am I the only one that kind of finds him annoying? Same thing with Tyler. Like people love Tyler, and I just think he's so monotone and boring. But with Danny Brown, at the end of the day, I look at it and it's like, okay, it's not necessarily what I think about it. It's how it affects his persona, his presentation. Yeah. And if he is causing these discussions if he's making us really think about you know if, if it boils down to his voice like yeah. as the deciding factor of course it's a 10 like it has to be because we're talking about it you know what i mean right if you're so if you're so polarized by one aspect of an artist that is the aspect that defines them and like i said with talent as that defining factor personality is that defining factor you may not like Kanye West, but to say that he is not the most charismatic rapper of all time, to only brag about himself and still sell millions of records, yeah. you're crazy. Yeah. How is he not the most charismatic? Yeah. All he does is brag about himself and his problems, and people <laughs> love it, and they eat it up. <laughs> There's nobody else even close right. at right. that point. So, yeah, that's what it comes to. That's what it boils down to. Who are some of the people you're looking forward to rating that you haven't yet rated? Oh, yeah, there's so many people I haven't rated. Like, this is on an Excel document, and to, just to give 
everybody a visual. I have 276 entries, and I've only done about 90 of them. <laughs> I mean, you go to every single group that's been part of a super group or part of a label group, and then you just get these, like, slur of other rappers that I have no idea who the heck they are. Right. Like, I don't know who... Like, does Send Dog from Cypress Hill really deserve a rating? I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, does... I think I think they do. It's just a question Absolutely. of... Yeah, it's just a question of, like... Yeah, like, I, I get you. Like, this is, this, is, this is the problem with our generation. Like, our generation has to go back damn near 40 years now. Mm-hmm. Plus, like you said... I mean, you're struggling to keep up with everything that's dropping. You know, you yeah. know, I am like you're. You're asking me like, kind of like, okay, like, what about this album? Like, I'm telling you about albums, and you're like, oh, I, yeah, you know, because I'm working on this. Like, I haven't, I haven't heard mm-hmm. that yet. So, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a great time to be us because we've never had more music. <laughs> but at true. the same time, it is a if we're if we're if we're really being students of the game like we are, it is the most difficult time to be alive. It is. I mean, there are rappers that I, I would think like, oh, I got them in the bag. I'll never have to rate them again. And then, you know, MF Doom comes out with the new record. I'm standing it. It's yeah. with Zarface. Who the heck is Zarface? Oh, crap, it's Inspect a Deck, and he had three other albums before this. All of my work on the Wu-Tang Clan is now nothing. Like, yeah. I have this whole other aspect of his rapping career that I have to rate again. And so, like, in one way, it exhilarates me because there are people that I get to see, like, rise the chains. And right. I'm just like, oh, man, I'm so excited for the day that Kendrick Lamar passes Andre. You know, like, yeah. it probably has already happened, and I'm just, like, holding back for some odd reason. But I really do think that, um, yeah, I have Andre 3000 as the 11 in Lyrical Prowess. I think Kendrick's passed it at this point. But, I mean, you know, with everybody else, it's always going to be, well, he needs one more record. You know, he needs one more to pass him. Yeah. But I think, really, you know, it's just, it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of, you know, kind of just unnecessary stress and me worrying what other people are going to think about the the methodology. And, of course, somebody's going to come in and say, what, are you crazy? You know, so-and-so from this group is the greatest rapper. And then I go listen to them, and I'm like, oh, maybe he's right. But then I, you know, I'm like, no, you got to remember all the other work that you've already done. Because that's another thing, too, is you got to sit time with this stuff. Exactly. Like, I don't, you know, and I'm not taking any disrespect to the people that do and you know and and my listeners will know exactly the people i'm talking about but there are people that review albums two days after they come out and a lot of it's like no you need time to sit with something exactly because like you said you can come out with an album or a project or whatever and you could be blown away we talked about master ace oh yeah exactly and we're like wow this guy's amazing Mm -hmm. you know and then now you're like okay he's he's good but he's good yeah but and then it also falls on the two sides of the spectrum, which actually makes it a lot easier, because it's very easy to see somebody like Drake and be like, okay, how are they not a ten in almost every single category, except maybe credibility? You know, right. they have he's got the record, he sold the records for the popularity. There's no denying his charisma. There's no denying his voice. He's unlike any rapper that we've seen. Really, he kind of made this own niche for himself in in the hip-hop genre you know but then okay well credibility is he like legit with other rappers you know but i think there are definitely those rappers that you just say okay they are kind of the best 
at the technical aspect, maybe not so much at the personality. It's all about the little, the little Minute rating. Stuff, the yeah. ratings are they a seven versus an eight? Who else is an eight? You know, okay, they're not as good as so and so. You know, right. and so, um, but it, it it makes it complex, but it also keeps it very simple. I force myself to kind of keep within these boundaries, yeah. and it and it keeps it interesting. It keeps it fresh, man. Um, so, are you ever gonna publish these rap? battle ratings is what you're calling it right now oh man i'd love to honestly i you know i've been working uh when i first kind of did this it was for a class about like graphic design and i kind of made these like crude trading cards those are so cool by the <laughs> way so I, need, I need a deck they're, of that. they're so bad in ratings i had no idea what i was talking about at the time but they looked so cool they look cool. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> but the ratings are off. And, I mean, as soon as I make them and print them, I'm going to, like, change my mind about them. But I really do want to get maybe, like, a website or some sort of publication to kind of just at least get them out there and get people thinking about how they can formulate this, how they can kind of comprehend and formulate this way of thinking, this objective analysis of hip-hop. That's what this podcast is for. That's all. It's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Man, well, thank you for coming through, man. This was a dope, dope conversation. Um, one last thing I do wanna, I do wanna um, say to you is, uh, is I asked this and it kind of got lost in the in the the rapper ratings. Is um, so, are there any tweaks, changes before you publish, or, or you think you're, or you think you're kind of in a place now where you're where you're set and you're um, pretty much ready to publish? I'll never be set, man. But I just gotta <laughs> do it to get it out of the way. You know, I mean, it's. I think at this point the methodology at least can be published and the, and the kind of the thesis and academic perspective. I don't know about the rankings. I don't know about, you know, the kind of, like you said, small minutiae of it all, but definitely the overall idea. I'd really like to get out there and yeah. hear people's opinions on. Yeah, well, listen, anybody um, who's listening, listening to the podcast, let us know your thoughts. You can hit me on Twitter at real Chris Platty. That is the best way to engage with me. Let me know. Do you like the do you like the idea? Um, do you like the do you like the uh, the 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 measurable qualities he's using? What do you what are what is your feedback on the list? We would love to hear it, Andrew and I. Um, Andrew, what's your Twitter handle? If they want to tag you in that. Oh, it's at Dirty Dirds. D U R. D-Y-D-U-R-D-S. Perfect, perfect, man. Um, all right, man. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. This was awesome. This was a, this was a fun thing to do. Um, this is a really interesting discussion, and I think it's a discussion that should be had on, on, on much higher levels. I think this is a, I think this is an, an, a very, very interesting um, topic to, to discuss when it comes to hip-hop because... Again, the premise of it sounds blasphemous, but when you get into it, mm -hmm. there's a lot of reason. There's a lot of there's a lot of logic behind it. So I think you're definitely onto something, man. Thank you. Thank I you. try my best. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you're if you like the podcast, subscribe to it um, on Apple Podcasts or on Podbean. Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk. Again, Strictly Hip Hop is NBA pod or sorry is is Hip Hop podcast, and my Strictly Hoop Talk is my NBA podcast where I talk about the playoffs, all that stuff. Um, and on Strictly Hip Hop, I do things like album reviews and discussion pieces like this and basically all sorts of things. The goal is to be all-encompassing of, um, of each topic, both NBA and hip hop. So 
Thank you all for listening and subscribe there if you want more content. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.